I have an important guest on the line that I need to get to right away. So after we do this uh, brief conversation, I'll tell you where we're going to go the rest of the show. Uh, and uh, we will we'll proceed uh, as, as usual. That said, we commence today's program with what else? Indictment number three and counting for Donald Trump. To say what happened yesterday is unprecedented in uh, the annals of American history would be the mother of all understatements. We'll unpack it this hour with famed civil rights attorney and regular contributor to this program, Connie Rice, Harvard Law Professor Alan Jenkins, and the man who led the first House impeachment inquiry and served as the lead impeachment manager during the first Senate impeachment trial of then-President Donald Trump, securing the first bipartisan vote to convict a sitting U.S. president, California Congressman Adam Schiff, who joins us right now. Congressman Schiff, how are you today, sir? I'm good. Great to join you. It's good to have you on. Thank you for your time. Let me jump right in. Um, there there were four crimes uh, in this indictment accusation yesterday. One, conspiracy to violate Americans' right to vote. Two, conspiracy to defraud the government, obstructing an official proceeding, and conspiring to do so. Unlike the previous indictments, the charges stem primarily from actions Trump took while he was, in fact, president in a statement Trump called the new charges election interference. That's what Trump had to say. What does Adam Schiff have to say? Well, I I say finally justice is arriving uh, when it comes to one of the most serious crimes against our democracy in history. Uh, This is a president who, for the first time ever, sought to stay in power. Uh, He did that by lying about the election. He did it by conspiring with others to defraud people out of their votes. He did that by conspiring to deprive people of their right to vote and have their vote counted. Uh, He did that through trying to obstruct the joint session of Congress. Uh, The indictment lays out uh, in five different ways the different mechanisms he used to try to conspire to uh, essentially undo our democracy. Uh, It's a powerful indictment. It really tracks very closely with the evidence we produced on the January 6th committee. Uh, and it was a long time in coming, I think, uh, in many ways, too long a time in coming. But but I do think that once we put this evidence before the American people on the January 6th committee, the Justice Department had no no choice yeah. but to uh, do what Merrick Garland promised at the outset, which was follow the evidence where it led and led to Donald Trump. Yep. Um, I'm with you. It, it took a long time, and there, there were many conversations on this program where I uh, publicly asked whether or not there'd ever be an indictment out of the Department of Justice, given how long it was taking uh, to get this report done uh, and get it to DOJ. But uh, again, better late than never. Uh, what do you make of the fact that, to your point, that the indictment builds on the work of the House committee that investigated the January 6th attack? There was all, kind, all kinds of questions raised about the efficacy and the value of that committee, given how long it took to do this. But it appears um, that this indictment now really underscores the value of the January 6th committee. I think it really does. You know, the committee uh, didn't uh, have a direct role in, doesn't have a direct role in prosecution. That's uh, fundamentally the Justice Department decision. What we can do in Congress is we can bring about a different form of accountability uh, through transparency. We can show the country uh, what took place. And that's what we did. Now, we showed the country what took place in such detail, uh, exposing things like the fake elector plot, uh, exposing, uh, you know, what steps he took to pressure state legislatures to go back into session and try to reverse the results and uh, exposing, you know, the the campaign uh, that he undertook against the vice president to try to pressure Mike Pence. 
Um, but we couldn't take the step of actually bringing charges uh, with a separation of powers that belongs to a different branch of government. Uh, but I, I think unquestionably, when you look through that indictment, that 45-page indictment, you see the committee's work. There were a few new things in the indictment uh, because some witnesses like Pence refused to show up before the January 6th committee. Other witnesses like Cipollone, the White House counsel, refused to answer questions about his conversations with the former president. But apart from a couple notable exceptions, the evidence uh, laid out in the indictment is the evidence we laid out for the American people. And so uh, I think our work ended up being important not only in transparency, but also in spurring the Justice Department to act. The indictment said that Trump had six co-conspirators. Those six have not been named. We expect a couple of them, though, to be uh, uh, Jeffrey Clark, former Justice Department official, um, uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, and maybe even Sidney Powell. So we haven't had those persons named as yet, uh, but there are six co-conspirators, and that's a bit different as well. This thing is not just going to, this net apparently is not just going to catch Trump, it's going to catch some folk around Trump as well, uh, Adam Schiff. Um, yeah, that, that's certainly the question. Uh, you know, these conspiracies, uh, and there were three conspiracies charged in the indictment. Uh, they did, he, he didn't conspire with, conspire with himself. He conspired with several others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an interesting prosecutorial decision that uh, the special counsel has made not to name them at this point. Uh, he could have named all of them. They could have been charged at the same time. Uh, this may be an effort by the Justice Department to see whether any of these people will cooperate uh, before they're charged, or it may also be an effort to streamline the case, uh, bring this case uh, against uh, Donald Trump first, and then uh, charge co-conspirators thereafter so that the trial is less cumbersome. It's already going to be, obviously, an immensely challenging case to try. Uh, but unquestionably, others were involved in this criminal conduct. Uh, I'm sure that they are lowering up themselves, uh, even though most of them are lawyers, because they must anticipate that at some point they're likely to face charges. And finally, given, uh, as I said earlier, this is indictment three and counting, how seriously do you rank this indictment of those that have already come forth? Again, more to come. But how, do you, how seriously do you rank this one? Is this the one that he is going to be unable to wiggle out of? This is, I think, the most serious indictment uh, of all that have taken place so far and others that might come, like in Georgia, uh, this was the one, frankly, that uh, I think was most important to our democracy and most important to the interests of justice. Uh, Mar-a-Lago was very serious. It threatened our national security, uh, involved the president's actions in trying to obstruct an investigation and then cover, cover things up. The potential destruction of videotapes is very reminiscent of Nixon uh, and the presidential tapes. Uh, the action in, in Manhattan is also significant involving his, uh, you know, business fraud. And, and then Georgia may indict him on similar actions around January 6th in the effort to defraud people of Georgia. But this is the most serious. It goes right to the heart of our democracy. Uh, it's the most serious charges in connection with a president ever uh, and in connection with our democracy probably ever. So um, this is, you know, this is what justice has been waiting for. California Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff was the man who led the first House impeachment inquiry and served as the lead impeachment manager during the first Senate impeachment trial of then-President Donald J. Trump. Uh, he is now running for the U.S. Senate here in the state of California, where this radio uh, program is flagship. We'll talk about that in another visit, <laughs> Congressman Schiff. But good to have you on today. I appreciate your time, sir. All the best to you. 
Thank you. Great to be with you. Good to have you back on. More of Tavish Smiley when we come forward.